Oh, if we share it as well. I'll sh- it's time for the everyman. Well, real man talk. Let's go. Time to grind, get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line, cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Everyman Podcast. Now, tonight we have a very special guest. We have Sophie Ellen, who she's going to hate me for saying this, just like Imogen last week, who is a rising TikTok star and influencer around the world of dating. How are you doing tonight, Sophie? I'm amazing. How are you? Yeah, we're really good, thank you. We've just had a little bit of crack there as well, so I feel like it's going to be a really good episode. You seem super chill and funny, so that's a win. Always. Dean? <laughs> I'm not bad, mate. Looking forward to getting into it. Uh, like, I feel like you need a bit of a dating, dating advice, so I think, <laughs> I think that's why you loaded this one up for yourself, haven't you? So... Is that the reason? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we had we had that little bit of crack before. And uh, what was quite funny was, we're like, well, I'm single, so I'm going to learn loads. And <laughs> Dean's married. And he's like, his response was, I've completed it, mate, which is very true. Um, but yeah, I think, so this is, this is a topic that we have had, like, so many requests for from listeners. So we talk mm-hmm. about lots of mental health or health issues and ultimately we all want to be the best version of ourselves so we can attract hopefully the best person for us and I think not looking after your own health your mental health physical health all those sorts of things limits your ability to to do that so yeah super interested to hear all your views um, and everything that you've experienced and your thoughts but we'd we thought we would start the episode off by shamelessly embarrassing you with a clip from your TikTok. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it, it's one of the things we have to do, right? Um, okay. I don't, know what, I don't know what you're like with watching yourself back on camera, but I absolutely hate it. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, so Dean is going to share a clip. We are not producers. Oh, that's what will... Yeah. How the gonna fuck share it are just... we meant to meet <gasps> people in this day and age? <laughs> people saying, oh, I want to meet someone in a bar. Can't fucking hear you. Because the music's that loud, that literally, it's a struggle. And then the majority of the time, you have eye contact with someone all night, but neither of you have got the balls to say anything to each other. So really, it's just wasted eye contact, isn't it? And then don't even get me started on dating apps. People <laughs> use dating apps literally to seek validation to make themselves feel better. Or they sit, try and match with people, don't match with anyone that they want, and then they actually end up feeling shitter about themselves than what they did before they made the download. I think even sometimes when we do fancy someone on a dating app or we do fancy someone on social media, we can't even be asked engaging in conversation because of the chance of another failed talking stage. This generation is fucked. <laughs> so many people say it. I want to meet someone the old-fashioned way, but we're all too scared to do so. How the fuck are we meant to meet people in this Dean, You can it's end it now. This people say, no, I'm actually, oh, I got back to the start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah back to the start. But do you know what? The, the thing is, some of the things you say that are just so true in the yeah. sense of um, in today's world, like it's so hard to date. Like it actually is oh. so hard. So 
firstly, we obviously have to start. That there's, there has to be a reason why you started a TikTok channel about dating. Yeah. You have to tell us why. Okay. So basically, it's been something that I've sort of toyed with for a long time now. Um, and obviously, mm -hmm. again, it's all about like, I was too worried about what everyone thought of me and everyone's opinions. And and mm. I was just so scared for, for, what, for, for what I don't know. I really don't know. But I am the eldest in my friendship group. So I am sort of like the big sister of the girls that I hang around with. Um, I was the first one to get a long-term relationship, the first one to go through a breakup, the first one to date. So all mm. my life experiences, I sort of like gained all my knowledge first through living the life. And then, you know, watching the girls go through similar experiences and being like, don't let them talk to you like that. Or don't don't say that. Like, don't, you know, don't do this, don't do that. And, mm. you know, it, it's mad because when, you, when you're in the situation, no matter what anyone says, yeah. it's up to you and, and you'll do whatever you want to do. And no matter how much I told the girls, like, I get it, I get it. You, you're not going to know until you decide yourself. You'll wake up that one day and you'll know that it's not right for you. But I'm telling you now, it's not right for you. And it was like, the girls were always like, you're just the best with advice. And I was like, mate, I wish I wasn't because I wish I hadn't gone through half the stuff that I've been through. But, yeah. you know, we're here for a reason. And it basically come to a head in, I think it was August. So I've been in like what we, us Gen Z's call a situationship um, with someone that I genuinely did care about and it didn't work out. And I'd gone to the gym this night and don't ask me why I'd done it, but I just got my phone, I'd finished the gym, I was in the car and I just filmed this two minute long video and I put it on my Snapchat story for like close friends. And everyone was like, you need to put that on TikTok. And I was like, what? And they were like, put that on TikTok. And I was like, don't be stupid. No one's asked what I'm saying. I'm just being a cobby bitch because I didn't get what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted the boy, didn't want me back. Get over it, do you know what I mean? Shut up, please, like, get a grip. But I was yeah. so angry. I was like, how dare you come into my life and love bomb me and and tell me everything I want to hear and then just do a runner, like, four or five weeks in. Like, that's not, it's not okay. I'm, I'm nearly 27. Like, grow up, do you know what I mean? Um, and I, I posted it. I posted it just before I went to bed. And I did not think, I promise you this now, <laughs> I did not think a thing about it. Posted it, went to bed, woke up the next morning and it had like 370,000 views. Wow. And I was like, shit, he's going <laughs> to see it. Everyone's going to see it. Everyone's going to go, is she messing? Who does she think she is? I was like, oh, no way. And the only people I had on TikTok at the time from when I was traveling were like close family and friends when I used to put like traveling videos up, which I've since looked down because I'm half naked than most of them but um i literally like just thought it'll be nothing and me make like do another one do another one so the next yeah. day another one same thing happened again and i was like there's no way there's no way you want to listen to this no way and then honestly i think i'd say after a week i'd gained like eight thousand followers and everyone was like thank you for being so relatable like i feel the exact same way that you're feeling and i was like do you know what i'm gonna keep doing it and I've, yeah, yeah. I've gone with it and you know i'm like i don't care what anyone thinks about me anymore and i know it took me nearly 27 years to be like that but the the hundreds and i mean hundreds of amazing messages that i get every single day from people thanking me for making them feel less alone for understanding them for being so relatable that means more to me than that one person that goes you're a tit who mm. do you think you are and it does, and that's that's the way I think about it. Long way around it. It's no, I, 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 it's it's very admirable, and um, it's one of those where we've all felt like that 
either after a relationship breakup, a situationship, as you just you quite nicely put it, where you're just like, why did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah. There's two sides to every story, or there's three. There's my version, your version, and the truth. But actually, yeah. <laughs> everyone wants to get their version across because without that, we, we kind of feel like I've missed out on something or I've lost out on something because yeah. they've taken a version of my truth away and they're going to tell their truth to other people. So I absolutely yeah. get that. But I suppose my question around that would be, why do you think it has exploded? Like, why do you think people are so so interested in, in what you've got to say? I think it's because it is so relatable. Being yeah. single now and dating now, the game is just so different to what it was mm. a couple of years ago. Like, dating apps, I don't think are as authentic as what they used to be when they first come out. I don't. The calibre of people on there, the attitudes, they're completely different. And, you know, we all go on dating apps for different reasons, and I get that wholeheartedly. You know, sometimes, sometimes people are like, you know, what a one-night thing. That's fine if that's what you want, as long as you communicate that effectively. That is okay. But I do feel sorry for the people who go on there wanting to meet you know, the lifelong partner. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen because it does. Dating apps can be brilliant in that sense. But I'd say nine times out of 10, I've been single now on and off dating for nearly five years. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I'm still single. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I've got to the point now where, you know, talking about it on TikTok helps me as well as it helps everyone else. And I think just having a dating app now, I'm not interested anymore. I'm done with yeah. it. Some of it, yeah, and I think everyone feels the same, and that's the sad thing about it, really. Do you know when you say so you've been single what five years? Did you say on and off? Yeah, so I've like dated, I've had situationships, I've never, for me, and obviously, we'll probably go into the reason why I am the way I am. Um, Mm -hmm. being a girlfriend to me is so important, and I feel like you are only worthy of that title when you prove to me that you're worthy of that title. Mm And, mm. you know, situationships, don't get me wrong, they anger me because they go on for so long and you're doing everything that you would do in a relationship. You just haven't got the title. You've met the family. You know, you're dating each other. You're not seeing anyone else. And it basically is a relationship just without the title. But, like, it's just being a girlfriend for me is that next step. And the next time I want to be a girlfriend will be, the, like, my person. It'll be my, I, my I, lomo. I have to be honest, right? So I, I, I don't know how old you are. you mid-20s, if I had to guess? Nearly 27. Nearly 27. So you're mid-20s, right? I'll I'll be polite. You're mid-20s, right? So I'm 31. Situationships weren't a thing for me anyway. Especially not the level of meeting family. I think once you start introducing family, that's a completely different wavelength of... You're not just having casual sex then, are you? It's like Mm -hmm. we're actually a thing. So if if that's a thing of today, then... Wow, I'm way older than I thought I was, but I'll take it. I'm I'm learning here, Dean. Yeah, there's limits to it because, don't get me wrong, every relationship starts off, you know, you you build a foundation, don't you? You meet each other, you get to learn to know each other, like you like, you dislike, whatever. But I feel like it gets to a point where it goes on for too long. And I've even said it to like, some of my best friends now are in relationships. I've said it to their lads and been like, why haven't you asked to be a girlfriend? What's your problem? Uh, 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 well, I don't know. And I say, well, what will change for you right now? If you ask one of my mates to be your girlfriend, what changes? Absolutely nothing. And I don't know if it's genuinely the fear that we've got in us as this generation of being in a relationship and the title of it. I don't know if it's that. I don't know what it is. But for me, if you are wholly, wholeheartedly in it with someone, you're doing everything you would do in a relationship and you've been doing it for a long period of time, why are you so scared to make that jump to go from 
situationships or relationship, I'll I'll never understand it. Never understand it. Another thing. So the, the question around your five years potential single. Um, yes. Are you now concerned that the videos you put out could impact someone wanting to get closer to you? So the fear is that do they? I'd love to think you wouldn't ever name them on a video, but then do, are they then fearful of they could be named or described in a video? Is that is that a concern for yours? Do you know what? I feel like at first it was a little bit because obviously yeah. all my videos are coming from me talking from experience. So let's be honest, me ex has seen the videos, me long term relationship has he's seen the videos. Yeah, we've seen each other out on a night out. He's gone. I know you do TikTok. It's fine. I made up for you. They're proud. Yeah, like what happened happened. It was years ago. Yeah. Um, and you know, situationships that I've had since they'll know some of the videos are about them. When I meet someone new, my foundation, like ground rule, is you know that I do TikTok off the bat, off the bat, and I don't just do TikTok for me. I do TikTok for a lot of other people. And all you need to do is read the comments, watch the lives, and you'll understand the the effect that being honest and speaking out and saying what other people are scared to say helps so many people. If you don't like the fact that I do that. Mm-hmm. that's not a me problem that's a you problem and i feel like my yeah. person whoever it is please find me asap um mm-hmm. you know <laughs> should appreciate that and think you know what I'm, i admire what you're doing for the people i admire that you're you're being strong enough to talk about your experiences and i hope to listen as well because if you listen to me videos you'll know what not to do and what to do <laughs> watch them watch them and learn watch them that's and it. learn yeah that's it yeah no, I think there was definitely a lot of good points in that. And it's it's quite it's quite interesting actually having these levels of conversations because we've mm. never talked about anything like this. No. And we've never talked about dating. We've talked about like real real as in what society describes as real like yeah. health problems. But I, I feel that dating is such a societal problem. Oh, it is. Pe- people really don't feel confident. So one of your videos, and I think it was the one we played mentions um just going up to someone and talking to them at a bar i feel that's the way that i would approach someone versus going on a dating app like yeah i I did dating apps for two days and i think it was really one day and honestly it was the worst thing ever You, you have like one extreme to the other you have the extreme of um just want to have sex and you have the extreme of are we going to get married and have seven kids? And you're like, oh, and either way, but at, at the start, and I think the hardest thing at the start of dating, actually, or getting to know anyone, is you have the same conversations over and over, oh. especially on dating apps. It's like, hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, how are you? What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? Da, 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 and, you, and you're like, oh my God, this is disgusting. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I feel like dating apps are a lazy way of meeting people. But yeah. not actually putting much effort in, and you you could probably just yeah. copy and paste your messages. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know it is okay to be both. It is okay if you just want to sleep around. That is fine. If you want to get married and have kids, that is also fine. But you know what I find? The majority of people on there are ones in relationships, or like honestly, the, the stories I've got along with me aren't like you wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> but like I just I I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just not, it's lost all sense of like authenticity. Like, but then I know a lot of the time when I'm on live, lads say to me, or even women say to me, 
well, I wouldn't want to go up to someone in a bar because then I look like a creep. And then again, it's like, well, you don't know if they're single or not. In a bar, just standing next to you, you, you might approach someone, they might go, I've got to buy friends, I've got to get a friend. And it's like, come on, you can say it in a nicer way. You can be like, surely oh, people you know, don't I'm do that. Oh, they do. For me, I've seen it so many times. A lad's gone up to a girl and the girl's gone, don't talk to me, I've got a boyfriend. Yeah, girls are probably more inclined person. to do that. I will never be that person. Not to say that I'd flirt with the lads all night, let them buy me 10 bevies and then go, ah, got a fella, go away. <laughs> I'm very much a... I think it's a, a massive compliment that someone's had the courage to build themselves up to walk over to someone and go, hi, you okay? And start a conversation. I think it's lovely. Don't get me wrong, it then gets slid in the conversation if I'm seeing someone, if I'm not, as a matter mm-hmm. of respect for myself and the person that I'm seeing. But yeah. I think, how admirable is that? How admirable is that that you've... You've built up the courage in yourself to just walk over and go to someone. Hi, you okay? What's wrong with yeah, people? I agree. Yep, fully this agree. Is wrong in too many things, I think, nowadays, and if things are taken the wrong way, and it shouldn't be like that, and that makes me sad. But it's society that we live in, unfortunately. Do you think yeah. it's more of a struggle these days because? a lot of interaction is online so like you know a lot of people are texting i'll give myself for example i don't even like to answer the phone like i work in a call center but someone rings i'm like oh god i don't want to answer that yeah. and then a couple of minutes later i'll text so you know a lot of it is online and you know the face-to-face human contact is getting more and more less so whether or not that's a big factor and people not wanting to step out of their comfort zone and maybe even saying hello 100 percent. i think you know social media our phones everything like that is it's it's pinnacle it, it's got so much to do with the way we all think and the way we all act nowadays mm. you'll see it yourself if you go obviously you're married aren't you if you go for a food with your partner and then you'll see a couple of young couple sat and they're not even talking to each other they're just sat scrolling they don't even say two words to each other yeah and it's so sad because we're losing ourselves in this in this not real world it's so yeah. weird yeah, yeah. and we're, we're losing the beauty of human interaction and uh it's insane it's absolutely insane and it makes it does it makes me so sad i'm so glad that i have part of my life where i didn't have a phone and yeah. i'm so grateful for that time that i had yeah having a phone is as amazing as it is and i don't i wouldn't change it because obviously i do social media now it's it's amazing for that but yeah. it, it took away so much from 100%. from like me as a person from me in a relationship from like me experiencing like little things differently like now that i'm constantly touching my phone it's mm. sad. Mm-hmm. no i think that's it's, it is really sad and hopefully society moves away from it and starts to have real authentic relationships and yeah. meaningful uh conversations with people so this takes me to sort of the first section is where we get to know you a little bit more right oh, okay i feel we i feel we've started on a good place because you've gone straight in there which is great so you have uh you have the option two serious questions one a little bit not so serious or vice versa one serious two not so oh any um i'm up for anything okay well considering what we've just discussed i actually think a good one would be how do you think people should meet in today's age if if so you're a single guy out there no, you can answer the girls one, actually. You answer the girls one, because it's more, you're a girl, you would know it better than being a boy, right? Okay. If you're a single girl in today's age, and you actually want to meet someone, what is the best way, do you think, to meet someone in the right way? And I know you're also on that journey, thinking, if I knew the answer. <laughs> uh, do you know what? <sighs> I'd love to say, like, the natural way of in a bar, or 
in a shop or walking the dog. But mm. we're, that, we're that scared of people now. It's never going to happen. It isn't. I think, you know, even Instagram, like, we have the joke about, like, oh, you know, you're liking someone's stories all the time. That means you're giving the hint that you fancy each other. No, message me. Me stop wasting my time. Stop liking me. Stop message me. Make the first move. I don't get me wrong. I would make the first move if I really like was like wow. But I don't know. I think you know. I want. I want it to be like the old fashioned way. I do. I want yeah. it to be in person. I want them to have the confidence to come up to me and start a conversation. That's what I want. Whether it be in a Starbucks when I'm having a coffee, reading a book. Whether it be in a bar over a drink. Whether it be in the queue getting your shopping in Aldi. I want it to be. That like face to face, spontaneously. Yeah, I don't want to look for it. Fall, <laughs> fall into me while I'm picking up dog shit. Bump into me. Like I want it to happen so spontaneously that like there's no pressure. I'm not building myself up for this big, yeah, you know, yeah. fairy tale like moment. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think I, that's absolutely. that's it though, isn't it? For me, it's the 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 best way I've found to meet people is by not looking to try and meet anyone at all um and the, yeah. it's so hard when you're in a when you when you're looking for something to find it whereas like when i met my wife um she's japanese i met her in australia um doing farm work of all things so i went to a farm fully expecting that i'm going to a farm to work with a load of blokes you know had no idea that i was going to meet any any females at all because it was just the first couple of days was just all males and then yeah. eventually met my last but like i say she's japanese she didn't really fully understand me being a geordie what i said i used to i used to wink at her all the time and then oh. um, she did she didn't she didn't know what it meant she just thought there was something wrong with me um so um i think that's probably the, the best way to do it yeah the best way to do it is just i think like not even be looking for it which which sounds no. hard but like you just need to, you know, be, I think you give off a stink, don't you? When oh, uh, just yeah. a, a smell of desperation when you when you're trying to trying to force it. So I but think I that's what worked for that, me. Even that when you're saying like when you're looking for it, and I feel like that that's also a factor that massively doesn't help us right now in this generation. I know the minute I reached, I'd say twenty five, everything changed for me, because mm. you start seeing all of your friends getting engaged, buying houses like getting married having babies and you start sitting and you're going what's yeah. wrong with me why haven't i got what they've got why haven't i settled down why why haven't i you know done all these things that everyone else seems to be doing but that's fine and that's what a lot of us don't realize we sit and compare ourselves so much to everyone else what everyone else is doing when really mm -hmm. we're all on our own path it'll all go at its own pace and as shitty as it feels sometimes because i know sometimes i'll get really upset about it really upset about it I just think you know what my time's gonna come and when that'll be is in someone else's hands because it's not in mine so <laughs> you know we'll just wait and see what happens uh, i think that's a great answer as well um we'll go we'll stick with another serious one on. um what did you learn most so we haven't really touched on you traveling the world but i know that not because i'm a stalker but because i had to do some research um okay. at other podcasts but I'd, I'd followed you and you know that from us first yeah. talking anyway so um what did you learn the most from you traveling the world and dean you can sub answer that after because i think that's a good question i completely changed the person and i know it sounds so cliche and everyone everyone on tiktok goes oh my god when you go through a breakup you, you go and find yourself in, in southeast asia and blah, blah blah oh my i can't tell you enough right that statement couldn't be truer 
I literally like fell in love with the little things like and I'm so beyond grateful for everything I've got at home so much more now even the likes of like going going for a coffee and the girl who's behind making the coffee like behind the machine and I'm like thank you so much and you know when people are like I know she's been a bit dramatic it's only a coffee but I think a poor girl's been in work all day probably hates her job she's sweating she wants to go into her kids and a dog do you know what I mean like traveling and not working for like five months I was so blessed to be in that position and so grateful that I could do, was able to do that and you know you walk around you're seeing people with no shoes on you walk around people have got no families people are on their own and I was like I am the luckiest girl in the world and I am so miserable when I'm at home thinking that I've mm-hmm. got it the world's worst I am so lucky that I've got a house with my family who are healthy you know friends who are an amazing support network like Everything I've got now, I'm so much more grateful for. And I think that's what I learned the most was, to just be grateful for everything that I have got and not be too down on myself for the things that I haven't got, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does completely. And I th- yeah. So what were the moments that made you think that? Was it seeing other people who maybe didn't have those things or was it being in a different country and you even taking for granted being able to go and speak to your mum? Everything like that, yeah. yeah. Absolutely everything like that. And again, you know, I'm moaning about phones and stuff, but I probably wouldn't have dealt with travelling as well as I did without having my phone and having mm-hmm. that interaction with uh, my yeah. family and friends. Like, my mum FaceTime me every day. She's going to miss and she's going to be worried sick that I'm over there on my own well, with a mate. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a world, I'm a daughter. I was on the other side of the universe for all she cared. She was like, oh, I want to see you. So mm-hmm. that in itself, yeah. And then the people that you meet. You meet people from every walk of life, whether they have money, whether they don't, whether they're old, whether they're young. You meet people, you know, with disabilities and you think, like, we, we were in Vietnam and the girl who owns the hotel was saying that she had one arm, but she wanted to do everything for us. She wanted to carry our bags. She wanted to do our washing. And I was just like, my heart was just so full because these people just wanted to do everything for me. And I was just like, I'm so lucky, so lucky to have what I've yeah. got. I definitely feel like that is life-changing, what you've gone through yeah. there. Um, 100%, and I can't wait to do it again, which, fingers crossed, in July, I will be going again. <laughs> amazing. Yes, yeah. amazing. Well, we're looking forward to hearing all about that as well, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Dean, what did you learn? Because you've done it. Well, I should probably give me, like, because just something you were saying there about, you know, how hard they're working over there, probably something I hadn't really given much thought to, but once I got over to Australia and started working, I had a much stronger like ethic of like work ethic and stuff because of realizing like how lucky we are and how yeah. hard like really, you know, I work in a call center, sit and sit on my arse eight days, eight hours a day, you know, taking calls, get up, make a coffee and all that. Like you it it you seems like the worst thing in the world when you're doing it, doesn't it? But when you go and visit these places you you sort of realise how lucky we are. Um, just even like the money difference and sort of, you know, how much we get paid compared to what, what they earn, you know, we earn more in an hour than what they probably, in a lot of part of the world that they earn in like a, a week, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it gives me a bit more confidence as well, um, going away. Just, I've, I've never really struggled too much with like meeting new people and stuff like that. But like, it's, it's even, it's even like, it's even, it's not harder, but it's, what's the word? It takes a little bit more, a little bit more confidence to sort of meet meet people that you haven't spoke to, you know. Um, and just going back to what we're saying, it's what you lose over yeah. here being in, being in England, don't you? You know, like yeah. 
we used to always sit on the trains and on the bus and have conversations and that. And now we're all just heads buried in with phones and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I just, it, it opens your world. Um, and I'm sure you'll agree. Anyone that has the opportunity to go traveling, just 100% do it. Even even if it's only, you know, a, a short three, four weeks, like it, it's really worth it. And it'll sort of, you know, give you motivation to, to get out there and, and do it. And I was lucky as well because, like, I didn't have to. I didn't go to Australia and do a working visa. I haven't done Australia yet. That's going to be this year. But when I went to Asia, I found that I was, because I didn't have a job and I was just travelling, I was so more in tune with my thoughts and I had more time to be in my own head. And it wasn't such a negative thing. It was like I was learning so much about myself, my feelings. Like, I'd sit and read books. When do I ever read a book when I'm alone? I don't have the time. But I was reading a book. I was like... Why haven't I read a book since I was in school? Because you jump into this imaginary world of imagination. Like, I'm that busy on my phone all the time. I'm losing out so much. Mm. And travelling mm. just showed me that, like, there's so much more to life than just sitting and looking at my phone 24-7. Yeah. We've we've talked about this on the podcast. Like, for, for me, I'm a, I'm a gamer on my phone. Um, yeah. And I was feeling for months, like, I have no time. I finish work. I get in from work. And I, I don't have time to read a book. I don't have time to make me dinner. Like, I'll get a takeaway or what have you. And then it sort of we dawned on me during the conversation that I'll, I'll quit my game for a couple of weeks just to see how I get on. And once I did that, I just realised, like, I've got so much more time now. Like, time that I didn't realise that I had. Like, like, now, the quality of my relationship, the, the time I spend with my wife compared to before, like... Now I've like got too much time, like you know, because because it would just go like that. So you know, it's social media and stuff. It it's a wonderful thing, you know, especially get, getting your information out there. But for me, it, it's so easy to get lost in in time. And you know, one minute you're on TikTok, the next minute it's three hours later, and you're like, what? How did that happen? So you know, it's a, it's a you know, it's a curse, but it's also a good thing as well. You know, pros and cons. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, completely agree with that. Um, we do have another question. So this is your more you can you can take this question however you want to take oh, it. So no. it can be funny, it can be serious, whatever. But Fine. so what is the best or worst chat up line that you've either used? I think you I think you may have been that cheesy once or oh. been told. It's gotta be that Wi Fi password one, hasn't it? Oh. What is it? I don't. Just taking notes. Like, don't ever use this. That's me advice. Never use it. Use it, Lou. It's when a guy has sent me like a jumbled up load of letters, and I've gone, "What's that?" And they've gone, "Me Wi-Fi password when you come to mine." Oh. And you just go, no, bad, "Yes, uh, uh, you're an ick. You're an actual ick." Horrible. Bye. Go away. Horrible. Go away. Honestly, that is. So it was jumbled up letters. Did you say? Let letters and numbers, <laughs> capitals, lowercase, the lot. They've gone fully, fully out. Fully believable. And I went, what's that? Your wife ain't passed when you come to mine. I'm not coming to yours. Shut up. And that's like the first message they've ever sent? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Ugh. Yeah, that's Ugh. terrible. There's so many yeah. icky ones, though. Like, don't start it off with a joke. That's what I'm telling you. Don't start it off with a joke because it's not funny. You just go. <laughs> yeah. So, so how, what do you start it off with? Because this is probably leading to some of the, the questions that we have. Around like what is a great way to Connor McNamara? Great idea. I will try that. 
<laughs> I, feel, I feel like lots of I feel like lots of lads are going to be taking notes of that one and using Please it in a, using it really ironically. Like, oh, I just watched a podcast about dating and I'm so in tune with my thoughts. But I thought I'd send you this because it's funny. So, uh, yeah, don't use it. I'm <laughs> all trying it. Oh! That's it. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, what What do you think is a a great intro message to send? What type of message? So if so it's not for, if reason, it's not a joke, do you just try and be serious or what? There's a reason why I'm I I favor Hinge over I don't know whether I can name dating apps, but I am doing it. Do whatever you want to yeah. do. Yeah. I favor Hinge over Tinder. Reason being, I hate Tinder for loads of reasons, but Hinge you they help you a little bit. They, they help you start conversations with the questions and the answers and the, the polls and the things like that. So if I've got on my profile that I've been to Southeast Asia, you know, I left home for three and a half months, I have a dog, use the information that people spend time answering those questions to start conversation. Why did you go travelling? Where did you go travelling? What did you learn about travelling? Ask me questions about what, what I've spent time putting on my profile. And, and, you know, engage in conversation that you know I'll be interested in because that clearly is my interest. Travelling the world, meeting new people. You know, what did you learn the most? What what was your favourite part of Asia? Like, hook me in with something that you know I'm going to I'm gonna want to talk about. And I could talk about travelling until I was yeah. blue in the face. <laughs> Ask your questions and let you talk and listen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I feel like that's the easiest. That, that's, that's the way. you get. People love talking about themselves, don't they? So, yeah, I think... Oh, I love it. Do it all day. <laughs> some some might say that you do. I do. Yeah. So so that's a dating app one, and that's a very specific one in Hinge. Yeah. But, so if it's we could either use a bar or you know someone's on social media, and you might follow each other, mm-hmm. and you might not have the luxury of all of their. You don't know that they've travelled, other than maybe some of their pictures, but that might look like a holiday. Do do you go in with just like hi how are you doing? But that seems really boring. What what's hi, how was it? your holiday two years ago? <laughs> yeah, how was your holiday two years ago? That, that I just like scroll yeah. back like this. I feel like if you've genuinely got an interest for someone and you've got your eye on them a little bit, not in like a weird way, but like a, I I know some people don't really put things on social media because they're not comfortable with it. I, however, do about a hundred Instagram stories a day. Everyone hates me. But you'll learn about my likes and my dislikes and my interests through what I put, choose to put on my social media. Um, yeah. You know, my music taste, my, you know, favourite coffee in Starbucks. Like, you'll learn about people because people put what they choose to put on social media. Like, if you see someone constantly, like, putting up a picture of Sefton Park Lake, you know, they like going on a walk, you know, they like nature. They like, you know, listen to music in the AirPods. Spark conversation with the information that they allow you to see. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So don't that makes presume, like, take a little bit of interest in someone. If you're genuinely keen on someone, just have a little look. And if you don't post on social media, then I don't really know what you're going to do. Follow them round until they Follow get an around. idea of what you Thank like, you yeah. Just outside the way. No, don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, you find know, out where just... they live. You find out where they live first, and then you just follow them. That's that's the rule, That seems it? a bit Joe from you vibes. I feel like that's a no-go. <laughs> Can't okay, be doing oh, okay. That. That is a no-go. Sorry, guys. Did you see Lou from Whitney? Or... This is why he's yeah. single. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm on the scene. It's all tag, You pointed to you then as well. I know. Um, Matty H Music said, can you not just throw out what food do you like in one of your free next? See, he does this all the time to me. <laughs> he does. He actually said to me, I'm going to alter me, right? 
So when was it? Yesterday or the day before? Matty, we are so me, sorry, mate. We are so oh, sorry. Oh, no, he's getting it. He said to me, when are you free next? And I just put, why? Because me and Matty have been friends for years. I was like, why? And he went, oh, sorry, I didn't mean that. That was meant for me cousin, Sophie. And I thought, you liar. You liar. MSN vibes, isn't it? 2002. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Matty, I didn't think you were going to take me to Nando's. And he was like, Nando's, who do you think I have at the KFC? And I was just like, this is far the wrong type of conversation. But yeah. Yeah. So, I'm try it again. Try it again. Have we just found out that you and Matthew could imagine if one day, five, ten years, fifteen years in the future, you and Matty come back on the pod, you're married, you've got kids, it all started at Nando's. Like on the Everyman Matty, podcast. Yeah, on the Everyman podcast. Matty, I th- I feel like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take her to Nando's. I feel you've already got the free pass <laughs> of a Nando's. You're gonna have to, mate. The KFC is super Nando's expensive and all. It's yeah, KFC's the same price. KFC's rip off now. It I'd is, rather yeah. go Nando's. Same. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. Nando's the Nando's all the way. choice is peak. That's what I ask when I'm dating someone as well. It's like, what do you have when you go to Nando's? And they're like, what, what a stupid question. And I'm like, but I need to know. I need all to right. know that you're a lemon hair person. I need the spice. I need the oh. heat. <laughs> Yeah, so we we can do this because I think this is a, this is a good exercise to do because Dean orders the most weird thing ever. So me and Dean, we bro date a lot. Um, oh, here we go. Hang on, we, uh, we have to bring this back because Matty has replied. Might have had a drink and got scared when I woke up. Stop, stop. <laughs> Matty, you may be our favorite ever person to comment, and I hope you're there laughing in your room, mate. We are. We're very proud of you for growing some balls and. Commenting on a podcast, shooting your shot. Well done, mate. Proud. Yes, Matthew. Um, so, so let's let's go round. Uh, Sophie, what is your Nando's order? Right. Matthew, Let's take notes. Depends. Depends what mood I'm in. Right. It's always hot because if you're not having hot, you are. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's either four boneless chicken thighs with peri chips and garlic bread. And Pernese, obviously, on the side, because, you know, you've got to. Obviously. Or, yeah. I don't mind the Sunset Burger, you know. I tried that recently mm-hmm. um, with Perry salsa chips and not garlic bread, because there's already a lot of carbs going on with the burger. I'd say, like, maybe <laughs> the, like, the tender and broccoli or, like, the coleslaw, something with a bit of... Bit you of something. Mean? Yeah, bit of yeah. funk. Yeah. I, I think mine's fairly similar to yours in the sense I go, have to go hot. Is he lying? Gonna... Is he lying? No, he's only saying that now. I to you. I know, yeah, lemon yeah, and yeah, herb all yeah, the time. I <laughs> has hot. That's why I love. I love, hot, I love hot food. He's such a dick. Um, I love <laughs> hot food. So I either get hot or extra hot. You go wrap. Oh. You go wrap. Perry chips, spicy rice, peronese, halloumi cheese. Like, but you get okay. like a side of halloumi. Sometimes you might go mixed olives to start. Um, you might go hummus and dip and pitta. You might, you might do that. Um, Nobody yeah, gets the starters from KFC, uh, from Nando's. Like, I do. You just because then you get more food. But you ask them to bring it with your meal, so you can eat it all at once. I mean, I was I was riding with the train until you said olives, and then I just thought you've lost it. Now. <laughs> you've lost it. Well, wait, wait, you hear mine. Yeah, oh. this is mine's um, mine's not that mine's not that bad. But I get weird a half chicken hot and then i just get a wrap on its own so that i can make my own wrap because then you get like more chicken because you just get one chicken breast in a in a wrap whereas i just use the chicken from the whole half chicken uh and then perinase and peri salt the chips no drink or you ask for a water and then get a coke what? 
No, right, it's been a pleasure, guys. I'm getting off. Imagine getting... No, no. It's a terrible Nando's, isn't it? That's as you're bad as You're married, that's all I'm saying. You don't need to worry about your Nando's order because you're boxed off for life. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh. It, it, it's a bad honestly the first time we went i was like what are you getting and he was like oh i get half a chicken and some wraps it's Who's the best the value for money i'm uh, actually really like it's made me feel really emotional <laughs> how am In i disappointed is, 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 is it the chicken on the bone oh it's just the, uh, so much going on like the dry no drink no salt uh, and then you know there's perinis yeah, I think I'd be checking like get your dusty fingers out my eyeball <laughs> while I'm trying to eat my thighs. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to see you. <laughs> no, no, I'll pull no. it all apart first, don't I? If that's every, the every, every piece of chicken, oh, I probably wouldn't do that on a first date. Like, nah, Ugh, I'd be like that. Not. But yeah, now that I go with my wife, we just get a full chicken and we do the same. So that's cute, though. Yeah, a little yeah, bit cute. Yeah, it's a bit cute. Hang on, you <laughs> redeemed it straight away like that because she was she's a sucker for love, you can tell. I am, <laughs> I am. You can tell that straight away. No, it was funny. Um, okay, n next question. So we're going to take this a little bit more serious here. And I would see, I wasn't sure ahead of this whether you were single or not. So th this question may not be that apt. But um, so I have a theory. You can't be really great at dating or brilliant in a relationship until you really know who you are and what mm -hmm. you want. Yeah. So what, what I think a lot of the problem with today is, so I'll, I'll expand my theory slightly, is that so many people are jumping on these dating apps with no real intent or intention of what they actually want out of it. So they're going on dating apps going, yeah, I might sleep with someone. I might meet someone. I might not. And, and I think that's quite a healthy place to be. Don't go in there putting yourself under loads of pressure. But actually, you should know that if you meet someone who you really vibe with, you should be comfortable just going, well, I'm happy just to only speak to that person. I'm not going to speak to 20 people. Yeah. And, and I think that only truly comes from knowing what you want out of something, out of the conversation with someone. And once you find someone who matches your values, to then go, okay, that's what I'm after. Because wh while you don't know who you are, you'll never know what you want. Yeah, and Thoughts you can't fully, you can't let anyone love you until you wholeheartedly love yourself. And I've always said that. I say it all the time on my videos. And that's mm. why I learned so much from traveling. I, I did fall in love with myself, and as stupid as it sounds, I was I had no eyelashes on, no makeup. I was living in shorts, bikinis, and flip flops. I was just me. So was Dean. Was me, and I loved it. I loved it so much. And then I come back, and I was I don't want to lose that. Really, obviously, I am safe with the extensions and the eyelash extensions, whatever. But you know, to the root, I'm still that same person. And I come back from traveling feeling a million dollars. I did, I did, mm -hmm. and I was just like, I know, I know what I want. I, I do want to settle down. I do want, you know, the long term relationship. But I found myself, so now I want to find what I'm like with someone else. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think we should ask the um, the the monk of the three of us, and not the one who looks like a monk, Dean. Before you say it, <laughs> but, the, but the one who has the one who has cracked life where he's married. Um, so before meeting your wife, what what was your headspace? Like, were you just, we are, I'm just vibing. If it happens, it happens. I'm not looking. Like, where, where were you? What with me, me and my last when I met her or? Like, around yeah. that time. So just before and when you met her. It was really hard because, like, obviously, like, with Fizuza being from Japan, 
like we had to be sure that like so first of all like i caught it as as you would say for months like it, <laughs> it was like hard work like i used to pick her up she in obviously in australia you you know she lived just down the road but it's like 20 miles so i would like pick her up and stuff and i'd take her out and we'd been on like loads of what i would consider dates um and then after a while like nothing was happening and i was just like really confused like we weren't kissing or anything like that and i was like we're going on all these dates but i'm not like super forward either or anything like that um so i was just sort of like putting the ball in her court um and then after a little while she sort of explained um how it works in japan is it's called like confession culture which is actually something that's really good i think and i'll explain what it is so confession culture is if you like somebody you just tell them that you like them so you don't just beat around the bush and you don't just you know send messages and like people's instagram stories you just say look i like you but the other side of it is, is their confession culture is, I like you, I want to be with you, which it, mm. it I like the idea of confession culture, but that one's a bit too strong, too soon, because like mm. you have, you confess your love to someone and say that you want to be boyfriend, girlfriend before like maybe you've kissed or, you know, some other things that might be quite important before you I get terrible kisser. to really, well, exactly, uh, or, or the rest yeah, of it, yeah. yeah. So then, um, so then it was for me, like Azusa's from Japan, I'm from England, you know, she's, her visa was ending soon, but she'd done her farm work, so she was coming back. If we get in a relationship, it either needs to be with the idea that it's going to be long-term or it's not worth it. So, but then we'd, we'd been on so many dates, we'd spend so much time with each other, we'd just had so much in common. Like I make really shitty dad, dad jokes and she like understands them and stuff like that um and i just thought about it and i i thought she was worth taking that risk and gamble for but when i eventually did when i eventually did confess her i made this whole big thing we went to um brisbane i took her to see like aladdin um i booked a hotel and all this stuff and then um, i took her to this um like rooftop bar to confess her and i was like you know, going the long way about trying to tell her how I feel about her and stuff. Just like and he I does like, with his stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after a while, I've seen, you know, uh, you know, if if you are my girlfriend, I think it'd be, you know, for a, for a while, would be for life. And she was like, mm-hmm. I was like, do you know what I'm talking about? And she goes, is this confession? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, kind of. She was like, oh, really? I didn't really think about it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And then so you, you put yourself under so much pressure. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. And then she, but then she was saying basically because she'd had a, a a boyfriend in Australia as well previously, she wasn't sure if she could do the whole long term relationship and stuff. But eventually, we just thought we'd give it a go. We had another full year in Australia, so I moved in with in with her and we lived together for a year, and then decided to to come back to England. Um, and then on the way back to England, we stopped at Bali and I proposed her. Um, and then from there was Love it. that that was it, right? So you had being... about eight weddings or something. You had about eight oh, weddings. I... And, he, and, he, and he convinced her, right? He sound, that's all sounds amazing, mate. I've never actually heard that story in that depth. So that that was a great hear, uh, great listen. Even you, 
yeah, I feel you need to talk about the weddings or the number of weddings that you had, but also what you told her about Newcastle in terms of... Oh, yeah. Like, Like, because obviously we've been in Gold Coast in Australia and she was like, um, so what's it it like in England? And I was like, well, you know, we're, we're quite close to the coast here. And like, if you Google Gold Coast, obviously it looks amazing. If you Google Whitley Bay... It looks amazing too. Like it looks yeah. golden, blue sea, blue skies. And um, when we got back, it was like October. And she was Great. like, "Can you, t- can you take Great. me to the, Great can raining. you take me to the place?" And, and she, I took her, and I just remember her face. She was like, "This looks nothing like the photos." I was like, "Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but like in summer, it looks it looks much better in summer." And then in summer, she was like, "Still grey." <laughs> oh. Yeah, but then then we got married during COVID. Um, which COVID was actually a godsend for us because she was going to have to go back to Japan for like six months while we, we figured it all out. And we got an exemption from the government to get married on a, on a v- tourist visa. So it, it actually worked out for me in the end. Um, but we got married during COVID and we had to stand six feet apart. Um, and we couldn't even say I do because if you say do, you might spit. So even though we live together, you know, um, I wasn't allowed to be within six feet, so that was stupid. Yeah. Um, and then we had another wedding last year, and then a, a Japanese wedding. Um, yeah, so it's just the three weddings, but love day yeah. sounds better. Yeah. Why not celebrate your love day? Celebrate it a million times. No, 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 no. I'm done, man. No, no, I don't, don't want anymore. Don't, don't let her hear that. She'll want another one. I'm skinned, super, <laughs> super skinned. <laughs> oh, yeah, three weddings you. is a lot, isn't it, though? Uh, that's, I feel like that's. I, I love it. I love being a sensitive attention. Give me all the weddings. <laughs> Keep going. Maybe you need to marry someone from Japan, and then you get the reverse. There you go. It. Yeah. Might meet someone in Australia. If you can meet someone in Australia, meet someone because it's amazing over there. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have met my wife, but she was Australian. That would have been my ideal scenario. Can <laughs> I say that? He can, and he does. <laughs> ah, yeah. <dude. laughs> That's the yeah. aim, though. But then again, that makes me struggle now because I think, obviously, my ideal situation is going to Australia in the summer. And then it's like, well, what do I do for the next six months? Do a date? Is that is a first date? Because I know I'm going away. You know so what will happen. You'll have your plan and then you'll meet someone. That, that's how that's how it works. Like, you've, you've, you've got an idea of how your life's going to go and then it goes through a curveball curve at you. Um, curveball, so, we get yeah. boomerang back. I'm going to Australia. <laughs> Go away. You want to wait for me? <laughs> well, I'm if he was the one, though. It's like, three years got, now, though, isn't it? The full feel. What's three years? You get three-year visa now in Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you don't have to do farm work, but maybe you should do farm work because you might meet the one. Mm. We're manifesting this by talking out yeah. loud. Yeah. I'm going to well, meet we'll, we'll <laughs> oh, you don't want to be picking any strawberries, like, not in that. My first day is 39 degrees, it was, and I was in the field for 11 hours, and I got $12. <laughs> that sounds so shit. Yeah, it is. It's really bad. Why did don't you do that? Because you had to do it. If you did three months farm work, you got an extra year visa. But, like, they put it in your court that you have to be fairly fairly paid for the work, work that you do, but you get paid next to nothing. Um, so it's just ridiculous, but I'm glad you don't have to do that to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he so... was the one he'd want, he'd wait, I'll go with this. Is my sister, by the way, he'd wait, I'll go with you, but it's not happening. I'm not third wheel, and there you go. Uh, Are you but, going with but... your sister? 
Yeah, well, me, the, me best friend that I went to Asia with coming with me, and then me sister's thinking about coming as well. So it'll be like oh, a little group of us, which will be fun. Brilliant. I definitely yeah. would go. Yeah. Um, our boy Matty is back again. Oh. Every lad's ear just pricked up. I only have to date her for six months. Ha 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 ha. Matty, this is part of the problem, mate. This is why we're doing this episode. You are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Matty, Matty you, you were our favourite guest and then you've just ruined it. Ruined it. <laughs> you've just ruined it, mate. Um, okay, so I have some stats. Did a little bit of um, geeky research and we're going to talk about them. This is so, why I'm single. This is why I'm single. <laughs> Sorry. Thing is, right, he's my best friend and I spend three or four days a, a week with him. More than his wife. So he can say this always stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, always the way, which is absolutely fine. Um, so Matty has actually said he's loved every minute. Well, we appreciate that, mate. Thank you. Um, so on average... Where's he gone? Oh, Lewis. <laughs> This is a nightmare for me because I can't take over. Lewis is the guy. He's the he's the go-to. He's disappeared. Yeah, Lewis would say, we've lost Lewis. Technical issues, but he'll be back very soon. He'll just do a quick restart. <laughs> he's just froze. Why are you going in Australia? Um, do you know what? We haven't like gone to the ins and outs of it. Um, I hopefully like the Gold Coast, but I don't know. Honestly, it's like a, it's a conversation that we put on the table and we're both willing to do it, so... I've told my work that I'll be leaving. She's told their situations, what's going on. So hopefully, I can't get with where it's frozen on his face. <laughs> you know, shall I kick him out and then put him back? There we go. Try that. Um, are you planning on working or are you just going to end up travelling? Well, I know the visas, the whole process has changed a little bit, hasn't it? So I don't think you have mm. to work. No. Um, but uh, I would like to, to be honest. I'd like to fund me travel, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Travel. It was super expensive when I went over when I was over there, like you know, to live and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so like I went over there, I ended up having no money, and then once I got, uh, Lewis is just messaging that he's in nuts, just dropped, and he'll be right back. He's just Amazing. probably gonna hot hot spot. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, yeah. he's gonna be fuming. He's gonna edit all this out now. Nah, I'm not gonna do because I do the editing, and I'm not doing that. It's just too much. Too takes too long. Leave it in. So we'll, we'll just leave, leave it in. in. I. He says he's trying to hotspot his phone. Uh, now, nah, but yeah, when I went over there, um, I ended up having next to no money, so I had to get a job, and that, that's where I got my work ethic from. Because like over there, the money's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, especially like if you are doing overtime, you get like double pay and stuff like that. So it was really, really good. Oh, I'm excited, but who knows what's gonna come? Obviously, with social media being a massive thing for me now, it's like. I just don't know what, what's next. And that's it's yeah. scary, but it's exciting at the same time. So, mm. What are you know. doing for your normal job then? So I work for a nutrition company, um, mm -hmm. like a natural nutrition company called Feel Supreme. Um, so we like, not to plug plug them or anything like that, probably watching. Um, but yeah, sell all natural stuff. So I do like dispatch for them, um, social mm. media for them. Um, I'm always one behind the camera. Chatting yeah. shite as per usual because I will. It's what I do anyway. So, but yeah, I love my job. I'm glad to be leaving, but I'm hoping that they leave my job for me so I can come yeah. back. I'm really lucky. Um, but yeah, I love my job. But again, you know, working full time, trying to balance working, social media, podcasts, lives, like having a personal life, yeah. having a social life, seeing friends, family. It's so much. Like, 
I'm like this with time all the time. I feel like I've gotten on until I get yeah. into bed night, and I'm like, my head's spinning, and you need to like switch off a little bit. But, you know, earlier in the call, you were saying about um, you know, the the negative comments and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, how is that something that you actually sort of deal with? I mean, TikTok, to be fair to them, are very, very good for filtering your comments. So obviously, if they know there's a comment that's really like you know, uncalled for or nasty or whatever, they filter them. I can see them comment if I want to, but I don't know why anyone would want to purposefully look at comments where they're being attacked, you know, for the physical appearance or the. Being a scouse girl, I get your accent's disgusting, your eyebrows are minging, um, but I just laugh because I think irrelevant people's opinions do not affect me in any way, shape or form or how I live my life or how other people see me. Mm. Yeah, it's an opinion, they're allowed an opinion and entitled to it. Obviously, I wish some people would keep their opinions to themselves because it's rude and inconsiderate to other people's feelings, but yeah. um, <clears throat> I've got a thick skin, I think, um, the last couple of months. You know, choosing to do TikTok in itself, you, you, you're not going to get all nice comments. I am so lucky with the followers that I've got, the people that reach out to me every day. And to be honest with you, I feel I'll never feel alone. And they always, 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 if they message me for advice and I answer them, they're always first to say, are you okay? You're looking after all of us, are you okay? Like, yeah. how are you feeling? Like, and they're just so, they're always mindful of my, me and my emotions and my feelings and, it's like having a family. It's so stupid. You hear people go, oh, you know, I've built this community. And you, you really do. Like, there's people yeah. who've been watching my lives since day one. And I feel like I know them inside out and they know me inside out because we communicate, you know, numerous times a week. One of them, God bless him, sent me flowers to work when I was feeling really shitty. And, like, just little things like that where you think, how lucky am I to have people who've got me back like that? Yeah. And and they 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 take away all the harshness of the nasty people and the nasty comments, so it doesn't bother me. Do they? They they back you up. They do, you know. I have to be honest. Most of them are moderators on my lives now because I trust them that much. They they have me back. It's 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 lovely. Is he back? He's, He's trying. Back. Hey. <laughs> Literally, where I am, the irony of um, working for one of the biggest. Well, the biggest telecoms provider <laughs> in the UK, and um, having the shittest, shittest broadband in the world. We don't. We're not even with them. They have let me down, and then my phone for some reason just doesn't hotspot to my laptop. So, yeah, not very good. Um, we, did we finish mine? Did we hear my question, or did we not hear my question? We didn't. Me, I just took over completely. Just rocked the show. I did it. Nanny had an anxiety it. attack that I had. To, I was like, "Where's he gone? Where's he gone?" Oh no! Uh, that was messaging. Come back quick. Nah, we we did all right. Me, I was just asking about you know the negative comments and stuff on on um on TikTok. the TikTok and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah what yeah. was your question, Lou? So, um, dating apps on average are made up of sixty-one percent male and thirty-nine percent female. Okay. Why do we think that is? We can think about it. I have an opinion if you guys want to think. I have a bit. Yeah, I have you a... give your opinion and then I'll... Did, Dean, did you say I that think one? I think it could potentially be a little bit of that, um, you know, what you said before, that a lot of people are in relationships already. Um, I bet you there's a fair few of those. I'm not going to say all blokes, but there'll be some women as well. But you know, a fair few that are in relationships that are just having a having a look. Um, but I, that would be my. I feel like men, nice. men are accustomed to think that they have to make the first move, so maybe it's that because they're yeah. used yeah. to 
people saying, you know, the man should make the first move, maybe. Maybe they think, okay, well, yeah, I will. I'll do it. Yeah, I think I think definitely think it's a part of that. I also think um it's so if you go out on a night out, right? Um having now been on them for feels like six, seven months. Dean's been on half of them, but since being single that period of time or whatever, um I feel like I whilst I'm more than confident to go and speak to someone on a night out, um, I feel like it's so it is really competitive. Like yeah. there is that part of like you're at a bar and the only way to see, to to, to speak to someone is to go to a bar. But yeah. then, and I was saying this to Dean, like. Oh. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> All right, here it is. Time to He's step up again. He's going to fume. He's going so well for an hour. Why does he just keep freezing? Be yeah, like it's the broadband's rubbish there. I think as as well though, and I've just literally forgot what I was going to say. As a, I uh, think what, it's confidence. I yeah, think, I, th- I feel like lads. Some lads aren't comfortable enough to go to a girl in person and, and speak to her. Whereas on a phone, it's completely different. Yeah. Because Do you think as well, the people perhaps have the idea that dating apps are for hookup culture rather than actually you know meeting for love. Quite so, possibly, like, yeah. maybe, you know, when a lot of women do look for, or a lot of women looking for love think, well, I'm not going to go on, you know, a dating app because I'm just going to have men just trying to hook up and, you know, the rest of it. So maybe that's another another opinion. I know that um, I'd seen something about, you know, the thing with Tinder is that the vast majority, I think it's something like 10% of hyper performers on, uh, I'll add Lewis back in. Um, like really good. You're back again. I am not leaving anytime soon. Are you on your phone now? <laughs> I'm gonna have to, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna get I a just, dead arm as well. I'm gonna... just saying there, Lewis, about um that I'd seen on a podcast that the vast majority of people on like Tinder, they mm-hmm. there's like ten percent of male who hyper perform who take like nearly all of the women. Um yeah, and then the that. rest a rest of men um tend to suffer. Um, so dating apps sort of skew the um, the statistics a little bit. I'm still here. I'm just <laughs> showing a camera. Every time you do it, maybe hard cards a hundred mile an hour. <laughs> no, I, I do agree that I think. Um, so what did I see? I seen something um, earlier today on a video where it was asking. Do you know how you get a lot of those podcasts where they get a group of women and it's a, it's a male driven podcast. And they ask women how many, what percentage of women? I think it was an American study. What percentage of um, men are over six foot? And oh, the yeah, result was the result was seventeen percent. And then they said, okay, then what what percentage of men over a hundred earn over a hundred thousand pound a year? Again, the result was about sixteen percent or something. So then women were like, oh, okay, so it's like sixteen, seventeen percent of men that I'm after. But then it was married, but actually, ones that aren't married and all that one. Yeah. So, but then it's also you've got to look at. Well, how many of them are good looking? How many of the, but the 16 and 17, the, the crossover works out. It's like 2.3% of men are over six foot and over a hundred, earn over a hundred grand a year. But then what percentage of that 2.3% aren't married and aren't in a relationship and are actually good looking. So, or even like you would get on with them because socially they are okay. And they're not an asshole or don't just put the whole life into their job because to earn that money, you have to work really, really hard. 
So there's all of those things that women in on dating sites, they're like, oh, the man has to be six foot, a man has to be an X amount of money or whatever. Well, in reality, what does that really mean? And what's the chances of you actually finding that person? Because there's not many of them out there. Yeah. Now, if I was if I was six foot and earn over a hundred grand, I wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> you wouldn't be single. Yeah, it's true. I would be in the two point three percent of men. Do you know there what? Though, people are so quick, especially now that I do TikTok, and they're like, you know, how are you single? You know, you're so pretty, blah 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 blah. And I think it's not even about the looks, or I wouldn't go around saying I'm absolutely bloody stunning. Do you know what I mean? But. It, it's so much more than the looks. It, it, it's everything. You, you work ethic, how you are with family. For me, money doesn't ask me in the slightest. Like, I'm not with someone for the money. That's just the way that I am. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Height. I've been with lads who are five for eight. I've been with lads who are six for four. It doesn't bother me. Like, I feel like, you know, we are, too, some people are too picky and selective with what they want, which is fine. If you think you know what you want and what you think's best for you, but a lot of the time it's not. And there's a reason why you're single because it's not working for you. So stop being so picky. Yeah. No, completely agree with that. Um, so there's another one. So 58% of people have sat through a bad date. So it's going really bad and they just sit there. Um, they did so because they felt they needed to be polite. 72% um, of the 58% the thought that it might have got better. So that's why they stayed. 37% um, felt too uncomfortable saying anything. And 36% of people didn't even turn up. So 36% of people just stood the day up. There's some harsh statistics, aren't they? That, that's not great. One thing I couldn't do is stand somewhere off. No. And it still happens to me now. <clears throat> it literally happened to me days ago. Like, people do it so often. Like. And I just think, nah, I live by the motto of like, if they wanted to, they would. If they wanted to turn up, they'd do it. If they wanted to text you, they'd text you. If they wanted to call you, they'd call you. And I've been a bad date. I went on a date with someone who I still speak to now as a friend. He's a lovely guy and he laughs every time I mention this to anyone. But we went on, it was my first date after being in my long-term relationship. So I was with my ex for like five years. Got out of that. And a couple of weeks later, I'd never been single because I was with him from when I was 16. So I'd never been on a dating app. I'd never done anything like that before. And I was 22 and I was like, shit, what, what is this life? Went on this date, got too excited with the bevies and the shots and spent an hour and a half vomiting my arse up in the toilet while the poor guy stood outside and waited for me. And we've seen each other again, like, but that must have been awful for him to not really know who I was. He stood outside the toilet on his own while I'm vomiting with strangers rubbing me back. Embarrassing. I was going like, oh, you you vile. But I see him in the gym now and he's like something and I'm like, hi. But it's not all perfect. And I think a lot of it's nerves as well. If you're on a first date, you've got to give credit where it's due. It's nerve wracking. You want to make a good impression. You want them to like you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have asked them to go on a date. And it, it is. It's pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure. So... I think I follow a guy <clears throat> called James Smith and he was talking about, like, uh, when he goes on dates now, 
he tries to avoid alcohol on them dates um, and just tries to set up like a bit of like a, a pre-date. So like rather than setting up something like uh, going out on dinner and drinks or something like that and you end up going out and you don't really like the person so you get drunk and then you both end up drunk and then potentially end up st- spending the night together but really yeah. you didn't like each other in the first instance. Even just something just like a, a casual walk somewhere or walk yeah. the, if you've got a dog, walk the dogs. Even if it's just a five, ten minutes or something like that you know um just to sort of break the ice and get to know each other a little bit but yeah. i can see why in our culture and the way that we are obviously would be a fear and stuff like that and, and be a confidence um why that is a, a big sort of um, part of the culture as well yeah it's it's one of them again another question is like where should you go on a first date like absolutely not or the, the cinema because you can't talk don't take me to fucking cinema that's why i took luke i don't want to go that's <laughs> shit okay there's real one real two don't i don't really want to go for food because it's then that awkwardness of like trying to have a conversation with your stuff in your face you don't want, i'm a foodie don't speak to me and ask me questions while i'm trying to eat my food because you won't get an answer best believe i eat my food first don't take me for food I would rather do something fun or a coffee and a walk or like yeah. an activity, something that sparks conversation, like playing a game together or, you know, some form of icebreaker, I think, is for the first date. Not, not let's sit and watch a film and not talk for four hours or sit and eat food and get the ick because you don't like the way I chew my food. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. Yeah, I think a lot of the alcohol thing is what we discussed before, where people aren't really sure who they are, what they want. So alcohol allows them to mask that. So you yes. can you can be a completely different person, a completely different persona with alcohol, way more confident, way more self-assured um, without having to, to have a drink. So then when you have a drink, uh, so when you don't have a drink and you, you just go for a walk, you don't know who you are. You don't know really know what you want. You don't know how to hold a, a great conversation. So yeah, I definitely feel if you actually want to meet someone, maybe a first date without drink is probably from especially hearing this conversation it seems like a good idea yeah i agree no sounds good um so we have heard we i sent a load of messages out to people who generally um listen to the pod and comment fairly often or or people who've asked for this so there's like i said there's a lot of people who asked for this episode and Mm -hmm. i asked for an embarrassing story and I've got one. So, um, failed first date from an anonymous listener. I obviously know who they are, but I'm not going to share. That's not very fair. So, um, this person went out for some food and drinks. This is a man, by the way. Uh, the girl. They went to the girl's house. This is when they were younger, and they ended up going to the the girl's parents' bedroom. So they were kissing and fumbling um, around like you do when you're young on her parents' bed. Now. She took some of her clothes off, or no, he he helped take some of her clothes off, and for some reason said something like, "Do your do you think your dad does this to your mum?" <laughs> <laughs> the mood died pretty quickly after that. He still cringes when he thinks about it, and he said, "If you're hearing this, sorry, Catherine, it was and still it wasn't. It's still the most embar- embarrassing moment of my life." No. Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt like an opportunity to ask people some embarrassing dating stories 
is always one when we're talking about dating. Um, we obviously have multiple people who've commented throughout this. So feel free. Uh, was it Matthew? Matthew, I'm sure you've got a few dodgy dating <laughs> stories, mate. Um, yeah, feel free to share because I think it is quite funny. And the lesson from that is if you do go back to uh, a girl's house and you end up for some horrible reason in her parents' bed, don't bring her parents into the conversation. That was the lesson there, right? I mean, don't go... Why Why? Why on earth are you going to the parents' bedroom when you've got your own bedroom? What is wrong with people? No. No. I wouldn't be going anywhere near my mum. No. 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 Is that Ethan? No, it wasn't Ethan. I'd love to have said it was Ethan. No, it wasn't Ethan. <laughs> I'm that sure was he's a lovely got comment, by the way, whoever just put that comment. What was it? What did they that say? That was Georgina Hope. Oh, it's been sister. a really good watch, yeah. My go-to dating guru saving my life the last couple of weeks. Bless. <laughs> See, I think as well, obviously, like, I am I'm the youngest of five, five girls, five sisters. So, you know, I look up to my sisters and, you know, what they've been through and their situations. And me and me and the youngest sister are very much going through the same thing right now. You know, we've both been travelling. We both are single. We're dating. We're trying to learn things like she she was dating someone recently and I'm like you know try not to do this try not to say that and then it's like well whatever want to and you, you, you're so scared and you try and do everything the right way or how you think is the right way and you overthink things and you know yeah we're both we're both in very much the same situation and it's shit it's heartbreaking because when you feel like you fully found yourself and you're ready to like commit and then you keep getting knocked back after knocked back or things that don't feel right, it, it's frustrating. And I'm so glad that I've got her and that she's got me because right now I'm probably lost without her. She just understands everything. I understand what she's going through. It's, it's insane. That's yeah, the useful no. step. <laughs> so I have some quick fire questions for you. Because um, we're, we're heading towards sort of the end of the episode look to wrap up maybe by sort of about half eight um, so so some quick fire ones um who pays for the first date that doesn't bother me i do, would do you be think that rule learn. exists i think it used to and i don't think it does any much like i i know from having male friends that like even just offering if the girl offers i think it's a lovely yeah. gesture I think it's mm -hmm. lovely to have that independence to be like, I don't need to rely on someone else to pay for my food. I'm quite happy to pay for my own or whatever it is. Um, and then mixing it up as well. If if someone pays for the food, you pay for some drinks or, you know, you book the next date and pay for it in advance because they can't pay for it. Yeah, I, I'd say there isn't an either or. It's, it's whatever feels right on the night. I agree with what you said there. Like, I'd normally... I like to pay. That's the way I was always brought up that I, I do that but it's so nice and refreshing to have someone offer, offer just to yeah. offer to pay and then i'll normally say well i'll get this you get the next one and then if the next one was cheap like a cheap one for kfc or something i'd just say in the offer i just say yeah. aye but like but i'd normally pay or, especially if i ask it's always me asking my last to go out for dinner so um, i'm always well, paying anyways if you've been on the date and you know the person's not for you I, i'd be more if i'd let that person pay for you know the whole night and then never see them again yeah i'd have to like you know contribute in some way buy them a couple of drinks or do you know what i mean i just couldn't couldn't let that happen that's just my yeah. that's that's a, that's fair that's good good advice i think yeah yeah no i think that's good advice sorry my mic will have dropped now because my headphones have died 
So I don't know why I haven't got them in. So I, I've literally got to the point where all technology is out the window. So I'm just holding a phone. Yeah, honestly, absolute fail. Um, dream first date. Oh. That's a hard one, you know. I think dream first date would be the the love like the, the love story where it's like I want you to be ready for this time. I'm gonna mm. pick you up. I'm gonna take you somewhere. I've got something planned, and it's just a case of me just getting ready and being excited. No matter what it is, I love it when a, a lad's forward enough to be like, "Are you free this weekend? Seven o'clock Saturday. I'm booking us somewhere to go. I want to pick you up. I'm gonna be outside at seven on the door. I'm gonna open the car door for me. I'm gonna slide in the car." And, you know, it's just all, that's the so dream, you, as little as that is. So you want, so it, it is that more about a man taking control? A little bit, but it's also, again, going back to the whole, if they wanted to, they would. If you want to see me, if you're serious about dating me, you would make the effort. You would text. You would ask mm -hmm. me the questions. You would, you know, initiate seeing me. There's nothing worse, I, I think, now nowadays dating when you're talking to someone for months and then you go and you don't like them. You've wasted months getting to know someone. I'm very much like a speak to me, get to know me, get to know me personality for like, you know, two weeks and then, then you know, make an effort to meet each other because you just don't want to waste too much time. Yeah, That's I my opinion. That. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I, I, when I was single, it used to be for me, like, I couldn't do the talking stage with loads of different people. Like, it would be even the talking stage, I'd only want to do it with one. But yeah. then, like, people aren't as blunt and aren't as honest as how, how they feel about things. And I think just yeah. having that bluntness of saying how you think it's going, whether or not it's, you know, going to be something romantic, maybe early doors to, to, to get out of that as well. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. Um, texting or talking. So would you rather... So first it starts off some sort of texts, but general interactions. I know Dean's answer to this. Uh, would you rather be calling, FaceTiming, texting, what? I'm very much a call or FaceTimer. If you're on work all day and you're busy, you haven't really got time to text me, that's fine. Give me a call when you're driving home from work, when you're driving to work, FaceTime me in the night when you're going to bed. I'm very much a, like... You make the effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. if, yeah, it feels like calls and FaceTimes, whatever, is a lot more effort than texting. It is a lot more effort, but at the same time, again... If you haven't been on a date with someone and they FaceTime you, you sort of get that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, personally with them, and then you know you feel comfortable with them. If I if I was to FaceTime you and I didn't feel right, I wouldn't go on a date with you. But I've yeah. already had that like yeah bit of interaction. It's like a pre interview, yeah, yeah. like an interview, uh, interview. Pre interview. Is yeah. It, is that your application? Is it? Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Well, CV you know, as well, well with social media, you know, not to be one of them people, but. A lot of the times on dating apps, you don't know if the person's actually who they say they are. You, yeah. you, it, it's happened to me loads of times that it's been a cafe, and I've gone, this is definitely a catfish profile, and then boom, really? you've gone, oh, God, yeah, all the I time. I thought that was just the MTV show. No, all the time. Like, I'll out someone, because I just got a gut feeling straight away. If you haven't got your social media linked to your dating profile, or you just look a bit soft, I'm like, onto it straight away. Onto it straight away. Yeah, someone mentioned it before about there being loads of fake accounts as well. Like, there is. It, it, it's so hard. I've been, you know, approached by fake accounts. I've had people use my photos on dating apps. It's it's a scary world out there. Trust me. I've had someone called Millie, someone called Lois, all using my photos. It could be a lad. It could be it could be anyone. To be but fair, again, that was good of you to make them because then you've got more chances of 
You can you can mess up the conversation <laughs> with the ones I you want. I wish yeah. I had the time. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um, another question: How important do you feel it is to have similar interests with your partner or someone that you're dating? I feel like it's important in terms of like bonding, and you know, but then opposite attract empathy. Mm. I think if you like a person for who they are, whether they have similar interests to you or not, it just works. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate, you know, I love the football, and a lot of girls like football, but I love football. So, mm-hmm. like, I'd, I'd love to go to the match, I'd love to go to the pub to watch the match, you know, and have that interest. Whereas, I know girls would be like, absolutely not, but then I'd still appreciate them for what their likes and dislikes are. I wouldn't let mm-hmm. that affect us as well. Are you a blue or a red? Silly question. Red. So, you're red? Yeah. Okay. Could you um could you have a partner who didn't like football? Oh yeah. Really? And could you have a partner who was a blue? I've had them in the past. <laughs> I love it. I love it because the thing I get Do you know what the thing is? <laughs> so what what we're talking about similar interests there, right? There's there's a there's a really common tactic that people use when dating or texting and messaging initially is that whole mirroring, isn't it? Like, oh, you're interested in that? Yeah, me too. I like that too. Oh, yeah, I like that too. And I think nothing will ever have legs if you start it off not being... Yeah, on a lie or not being authentic. No. So I think that if I could give any advice on that, because people I've spoken to in the past, I've felt them say, just feel like they were agreeing. And then yeah. when you actually meet them or actually speak to them properly, like, yeah, I don't feel like you actually do. So this is just awkward. That was one of my recent videos. I said, like, you've just got to be authentically you because you can't live a lie. If you want to be with someone long term, they're going to find out that you were lying. They're going to see the cracks. You can't keep up this narrative all the time. It's mentally and physically and emotionally exhausting. Just mm-hmm. be you. And if they don't like you for you and what you like and dislike, then they're not your person. And that's literally yeah. it. Yeah. So there was another point you touched on earlier around, no, I think it was on one of your videos I watched today, of if you want to text someone back, text them back. If you want to play the game a bit, play the game a bit. Like, there's not a right or wrong way to do it. I personally think there definitely is a right or wrong way to do it. Um, So I'm happy to debate this one. But um, do you think you should, if you want to text someone, you should just text them? Or do you think you should play the game a bit? and make them wait and i know you've already put what the a... game is though like what's the mm. game i'm not into this like you know they could be busy and work and not text you back for three hours yeah, and that, i'm that's not going to for three hours and go you didn't text me for three hours so i'm not going to text you if i'm not busy mm. they'll get a text back straight away i'm, yeah. I'm not asked. like i just oh, i don't know like i feel like if someone's genuine and authentic in the way they feel it all just flows no matter what anyway and there's no there's no mm-hmm. wrong way of doing it because it just it just sort of fits the mold and it's just you ride the wave, you know, for what it is. That is one hell of a dance you just did there, by the way. Yeah. It's one of my hidden talents. Yeah, it's very impressive. Um, I think <laughs> I think for for me, it's probably what you just touched on at the end. You text when you can. So yeah. if you can, you do. You don't see it and decide not to, to make them wait. I That's feel like... That is yeah. the game. Oh. Uh, me, me, me and Dean have spoke about this, actually. Um we spoke about it probably over the last few months, haven't we? Where it's like, so we are both going through the process of potentially finding out whether we have ADHD or not. Um, where our oh, brain, yeah, our brain just doesn't allow us. Like, if I want to talk to someone, and, and that's not just even Damn. that's not even a girl or whatever. That's just if I want to talk to my dad, I want to talk to my friends, or whatever. Like, I'm just going to message them, and if they message me straight back, 
oh, I'll message me in an hour. I'm just going to message them straight back. My brain just naturally goes into that sort of position. Um, and I think for lots of ways, it's been really positive for work. It makes it means I'm super productive at work. If something needs done, I just do it. But it it does have a negative impact when you first start dating. People are like, I've, I've seen it and, and it's probably backfired where you're like, oh, you message too quick. I'm like, but if I want to talk to you, I'm, I'll message back in 10 minutes. I'm not going to message back in two hours. So, yeah, yeah, that was definitely one that I thought interested to know your thoughts on. No, yeah, um, it's, just, it's hard, especially when, like, say, you text someone and they haven't opened it, but then they put a story on Instagram or social ooh. media. You just think, you are one hit. Like, answer me first. I'm the most yeah. important. You say I'm yeah. going to bed and then they're sitting on last yeah. online one minute ago, like an hour later, you're like, what? Yeah. yeah, what do you think about that sort of stuff? Hate it. Hate mm-hmm. it. Because I'm not that person. Like, if I'm genuinely interested in having a conversation with you and we're mid-flow conversation, I wouldn't dare see that you've, see, like, messaged me and then it brutally ignore you and then post a story or just be that rude to ignore you. Like, that's just not me. It's not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. Because I know, no. I an, as soon as I start dating someone, I automatically get this anxiety in my belly. I overthink everything, and that's just natural because we all do it. If you've been here as well, yeah. it's it's common to feel like that. Yeah, and I feel like messaging someone it takes two seconds, and I can get rid of that horrible anxious feeling that I'm 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 feeling like you know I'm in work. Sorry, I'm busy. That if you haven't texted back for four hours, I'm overthinking like I'm never going to speak to him again. He's speaking to someone else. But if you text me that in two seconds, I feel better. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of it as you get older is, and that's me talking about my own self, like. Even that little bit of politeness of I'm just busy, I'll message you back. Yeah, I feel like seconds. yeah, it takes two seconds, and I think it's a great way of like managing someone's feelings and emotions on that sort of stuff, which is good. Um, out or night in? What's your preference? Night out or night in? Mm. This I is, think this it's, is, it's this different. Is, this, let's say after three dates, you've had three dates. Um, you have the choice to go night out or night in. Probably night in. Um, you know, I've seen them in a social environment. I don't want to see them in a different environment, but I feel like in a relationship and single, again, it, if I was single and dating, I'd want to be out. If I was in a relationship, I'd want to be in. Again, that's part and parcel of, like, transitioning into, like, yeah, that phase that you go through. But, yeah, yeah probably yeah. nice. No, I think that's very good. So that kind of wraps up a lot of our questions. There's probably a couple of things to cover. Um, firstly, where can people find you? You have before i get into that actually thank you so much you have been genuinely a bundle of energy and so much wisdom and uh, yeah you've been really good fun oh, thank um, you so much. yeah you've been an incredible guest and i'm sure when dean stops messaging in the football chat he'll say the same thing because <laughs> i've just seen a reply on my phone <laughs> like you'll think the same yeah you've been genuinely incredible and no, yeah, yeah, been classic. great to talk to i've enjoyed it I've loved every second of it and I'm so grateful that you asked me to come on because obviously for me, I don't feel like anything's changed for me. I still feel like the same person, but yeah. you get asked to do a podcast and you know, like, people actually want to listen to me. Like, Then you need to keep that because it's authentic. And yeah. um, I think you're doing so much great work. Having Look, you've made a 31-year-old bloke who doesn't watch tiktok videos do, <laughs> looking for guests on looking for guests through tiktok going wow her context her content's really powerful really strong it resonated with me um yeah it's not the type of content i would generally usually follow and yeah i've got a lot from it your raw honesty and how you open up it, it it's rare in this world so um 
you should you should be very proud of Thanks. and yeah you've been an incredible guest we're, we're super grateful to have you on um obviously we would love to hear from you pre you going on travel going traveling as well because of course. we're looking to do some stuff right with some of our maybe getting some of our multiple guests so i, I don't know if you and imogen follow each other on tiktok so we had imogen uh, eden brown on last week she's fairly similar size tiktoker to you um, yeah. really good fun like good laugh but i think there's more we can do to remove some of the stigma around mental health yeah by working with people like yourselves to actually help people out there who are struggling of we've, course. All, we've all gone through a shitty breakup and it's horrible oh yeah and th there's all those moments where you think oh, i don't know if i want to uh, ultimately do i want to be here anymore that's where most people's brain eventually leads to if they don't get the help that they need yeah and, and I'm, i don't want to end the the episode on too much of a negative but that that's the whole purpose of this that people understand that there are opportunities and there are ways out of feeling as shit and low as you do uh -huh. um speak up get help Follow amazing people like Sophie who will make you realise you're not alone. Um, and yeah, be the best version of you. And I promise you, you won't keep feeling shitty if you focus on making loving yourself, as Sophie put it earlier. 100%. And a lot of my followers, like, surprisingly, just quickly before we finish, mm -hmm. a, a male. So many of my messages every day are from men. And I think... Yeah. You know, men, I'm so lucky to be in such an open girls group where we all, you know, message and were so open and honest, probably too honest a lot of the time. And mm -hmm. I know for men, they're not as open and honest. Sometimes no, they feel comfortable enough to, sometimes they don't. So if a lad's going for a breakup, they're feeling a bit shit, they're messaging me, they're watching my videos. I have more male followers than female. And that surprised me when my agency told me that. And I was like, what? And I think, you know, I don't want men to be ashamed or to feel like they can't speak about the way they're feeling because it's so relatable what we're going through right now. And I don't mm -hmm. want people to feel like they're on the on their own because they're not. You'll never, ever be on your on your own as long as it's like TikTok and like amazing things like that where you can, you know, speak to people like this, have the yeah. conversation. You know, it, yeah. it, it doesn't, it really does make a difference. Yeah, I don't think you could have said it any better. So we have spoke about your TikTok a bit. Where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Hear more, see more? So what, TikTok, what's your main social, um, social media? TikTok is the place um, where I post basically near enough every day when I can. Um, I go mm -hmm. live when I can, maybe two or three times a week. Um, just mm -hmm. for people who are feeling a bit lonely of a night time when they're in bed, because that's when I do all my overthinking after nine o'clock. Um, yeah. So I jump on live a couple of times. So the TikTok is XO Sophie Ellen. Um, exactly the same handle as my Instagram. Obviously, don't really post TikTok content on Instagram, but it is coming. So if you want to watch the videos and things like that, then watch the TikToks. Um, and yeah, that's me. TikTok, Instagram, get on it. Both yeah. the same. Yeah, no, you've absolutely smashed it. And uh, yeah, we are, as I, as I mentioned before, we are super grateful to have you on. Thank you so much. And no problem at all. And I'm sure we will catch up in the future. We definitely will. Thank you so much for having me. Brilliant. Thanks to everyone who listened. Um, it will be live, as uh, Sophie put out earlier, it'll be live on uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, um, Spotify, etc. next week um, when Dean does that bit. But uh, you can follow us on Facebook. We go live the week before the episodes get launched just so people can comment and engage. But thank you very much all and we will catch you on the next one. Dean, can you click stop going live? Because I can't do it. How do you do that? It's on the top right. Oh, yeah. You still here a while. Yeah. Uh, Sophie, you can stay on.